to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Thursday. I always love it when uh, we get done with the show one day and we come back and uh, the next day nothing has happened. (laughs) This is not one of those days. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Um, As if it's any shock to anybody, we had told you earlier this week that the uh, Senate was going to vote to codify Roe versus Wade ahead of the decision expected here either in uh, June or July from the Supreme Court. As expected, um, they by, voted, by they, everybody except Democratic leadership in the Senate. They voted no. They voted no. As a matter of fact, they couldn't even get all the Democratic senators to vote for it. Manchin didn't even vote for it, so they, didn't, they, they wouldn't even be able to get a filibuster through as of right now. Um, because we've told you about well, Manchin even, and Cinema have both said that they would never, under any circumstances, vote to overturn yeah. the filibuster rule. Even even Schumer said that basically he didn't expect it to pass. This was just to get everybody on record uh, of how they voted uh, on abortion. Schumer is an idiot if he doesn't know how everybody would vote on abortion because everybody no, he, that he pretty knows. much runs... He knows. He wanted to get it down on paper yeah, with, I, with the official vote. You're an idiot if you don't know who who's how they're going to vote. Pretty much in campaign ads when people campaign, that's the number one thing they tell you. I'm pro-choice. I am pro-life. That's the number one thing people campaign on for crying out loud. So if you don't know what a candidate is, it's easy to look up. You're an idiot. This is done for publicity. That That's all this was done for. No, this was done to get people down on paper, to get a record of what, how they voted. Uh, and no, we didn't need we didn't need to find out. We knew how every one of these exactly. people was going to vote. Exactly. But now it's on. Now it's a part of the public records. So now, and you look even more stupid because you couldn't even get de- Democrats on board. <laughs> now, you got, now you've embarrassed your own party. Well, they, because they knew, you couldn't get even one of yeah, your people. They didn't. They uh, knew they didn't have. Uh, they didn't have Mansion. Mansion's a, a dino. A di- Democrat in name only. I think so. <laughs> What, where where is that? How come nobody ever uses that term as a? I don't know. You know to to criticize. Well, you don't Democrats. find you He's don't a find dino. A, you don't find a lot of Democrats being uh, criticized for being too conservative. That's true. So that happened yesterday. Um, although uh, once again they said that the, the fight isn't over. They're going to continue to vote. And part of the reason, in, even some of the Republicans who had said that they would vote to support an abortion bill and codifying a bill in the Senate said that there's no way that they would ever vote for this bill because it's just too much. For instance, it would not allow for Catholic hospitals, who, in case you don't know, those of you who aren't (laughs) Catholic, Catholics are very much against abortion. Mm -hmm. And it would force Catholic hospitals to do abortions. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the the bill basically would just say, for any reason, we are stopping uh, or we are um, going to allow, not just allow abortions, but make you perform abortions. If you are a doctor, a hospital, you can't this was their, to do it. This was their way of getting down in the record whether people uh, wanted zero or 100%. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, we still don't know for sure. 
Um, my guess is, and everybody's guess is that uh, since they said that the leak was you know going to happen, they haven't done an, still haven't done an official vote. Uh, the Supreme Court will do an official vote, and then we'll hear the results of that vote sometime mm-hmm. in June or July before they go on uh, on to summer vacation. Yeah. But in a hurry, so, they're not. Yeah, um, and, and I, I would say. Human nature being what human nature is, and, and I'm only speaking for myself, I don't know any of the Supreme Court justices, never have met any one of them, don't know their personalities or whatever. Um, you know. But when you have people coming to your home trying to intimidate you to change your vote, that, that's going to make me dig in my heels and mm-hmm. go, no, I'm not cha- you're, you're not going to cause me to change my vote. The people who, uh, based on what I've heard you know, from television, from radio the last couple of days, the people who show up in the neighborhoods at somebody's home to protest don't get a lot of support from the other 95% of the nation. A lot of people think that that's the one thing, that when somebody so, shows up at your house, that that's the one thing that that uh, ought to be avoided. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, we've, we've heard that this is against the law, and, and it's like, Okay, then why is nothing being done? And uh, Bob wrote in, Marine Bob wrote in yesterday and made a, a good point. He said, you guys are smart. You know the answer to the question why uh, the DOJ is not enforcing the law and protesting at Justice's home. It's because it's, it's the left protesting. Biden could stop this in an instant by telling the Attorney General to arrest those people. I, I don't think he's wrong. No, I do. Do you? Trump told the, the Department of Justice to arrest people, and they didn't. But w- under what circumstance? Were the, were the people doing something illegal? Eh, I don't know. Causing a commotion, I guess. In this particular instance, you know, based on the, the code that we've heard, this is illegal. It is breaking the law. I think it's uh, actually perfectly legal to be on the sidewalk on the other side of the street, as long as you don't step on somebody's actual personal property. Now, when they go up to your... Uh, uh, your porch and, and, you know, ring the bell and run or whatever it is they do or start serving hors d'oeuvres on your front lawn, you know, it, it gets into a different uh, area. Playing ding-dong ditch. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> 208-336-3700, six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. That's one of the things we'll be talking about. Uh, book banning is the uh, other thing we'll be talking about. It's alive and well here in Idaho. Ample School District has banned in the uh, public schools, 22 books. Some of them award-winning books. Some, sure. of the, some of the books have been turned into movies. <laughs> I'm sure they have. I, want, I wonder if uh, they're going to allow their students to watch the movies that have been turned into books. Good question. One of them was a Tom Hanks movie. I'd, what was it? Uh, the incredibly loud and extremely oh, close. And, yeah. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Is that what it was? Yeah, I yeah. think so. <clears throat> so we'll talk about that also this not, morning. Not a, not a great movie. And uh, get your thoughts. Wonder if the book was better. I haven't. I haven't read the book. I didn't. I didn't like to necessarily like the movie either. Why don't you go to Nampa and see if you can find a copy of it? <laughs> um, I'd, look, I, I'd look out back by the dumpster. My my personal opinion would be if you want to make sure that kids don't read a book, tell them it's required reading. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> if you tell you're not allowed this to read is, this, this book, is what like, high school. Wow, I got to go read this, this book. This the, must be good. This is what high school and junior high kids have been saying in the press the last couple of months. <laughs> they said 
if you want to make sure we read a book, ban that book. I know. And Isn't that by, crazy? The, by the next day, there will be a hundred copies of it on campus. It, it, I don't. I, I totally think that is correct. Um, we'll talk more about this and get your thoughts. Um, other things we'll be talking about, and of course, this is always a an exciting day for um, Chris and myself because uh, we start looking at the menu. <laughs> of and wherever the, we're going for breakfast tomorrow. Exactly. And tomorrow we will be at Bob's Restaurant and Lounge in Nampa. We're headed to Nampa. Maybe while on our way, we'll be able to look for one of these uh, books that has been banned. Uh, we'll be at Bob's Restaurant and Lounge right next to the uh, Shiloh Inn just off the freeway. Um, tomorrow morning, 6 until 10, you're invited to join us. It is our hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Don't forget, we'll have David Spade tickets and Jackson Country Stomp tickets that you can win tomorrow morning if you join us at Bob's Restaurant and Lounge. It is 6.15. Time for our first check and what's going on with uh, sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, the place to go for lunch every day, Monday through Saturday. They open at 1030 Meridian and now their new location just off Gowan Road. Good morning. We start with the NBA playoffs. Two games were played yesterday. The first was pretty good. The second one, not very. But we did see the Milwaukee Bucks squeak by the Boston Celtics to take a 3-2 lead yesterday. Here's how it happened. For one with a lot of thought toward Friday. Missed the second. A collision for the rebound. Portis has got it. Shoots off the glass and scores. Timeout, Boston. It's a three-point trip for the Bucks who grabbed the lead at 108-107. This is Milwaukee's first lead since it was 32-30. Bobby Portis, 14 points, none bigger than those two to go along with his double-digit rebounds. None bigger than that one right there. And there you have it. The Bucks play defense at the other end, and they win 110-107, to 107, and Milwaukee now leads that series three games to two. Now, the Greek freak is just that. He scored 40 points in yesterday's game. Holiday put in 24. They got some points from Portis off the bench. And, uh, yeah, the Celtics, on the other hand, Tatum is great. He scored 34. Brown gave him another 26 points. They had 30-some points off the bench as well. But that was the better game of the night. The other one involved the Memphis Grizzlies just dismantling the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors still lead the series three games to two. Final score... 134 to 95. Um, yeah, don't know what to tell you about that other than it was just a straight up butt kicking and, uh, Golden State. As you know, they're pretty good. Probably will rebound from that loss. But again, 134 95, the final. And that sets a couple games up for tonight as well. The 76ers take on Miami. The Heat lead three games to two. And Phoenix will try and close out the Dallas Mavericks. They're up three games to two in that series as well. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through and uh, talk to us this morning, remember you can always get through by emailing. Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, or you can text us, same as our main number. Kenny and Meridian, listening to us on 93.1 FM this morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing good. It's Thursday. We're one day closer to getting to have breakfast and uh, broadcasting at the same time. Our job is awesome. 
I know. I mean, I just may come and say hi to you guys. So you know what this ugly mug looks like. Hey, you're invited. Come on out to uh, Bob's Restaurant and Lounge tomorrow morning in Napa. We'd love to say hi. Well, if I was going to be in Napa because I work, I would. I would come. No, all right. <laughs> excuses, excuses. You'd be welcome exactly, to. Right. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, you know that that uh, protest with Baby Cyrus and this and that. Mm-hmm. And they're filing a lawsuit. I was there, and this is just really starting to. We'll leave it right there. Frustrated, angry, upset because it's all BS. There was, everything was peaceful. Everything was quiet. You know, people were upset. They had to tell them to shut up. They're just doing their job, you know, because they don't want to be taking no babies from nobody, you know. But there was nobody harassing the workers. Nobody was harassing the, the patients coming in. It was all peaceful. It was all quiet and things like this. For them to blow it out of proportion the way they did is really kicking me off because that's BS. And and against the law to go to a federal judge, how? Regardless of you standing on the sidewalk is against the law because that is inten- intimidating a federal employee, mm. regardless of sidewalk or not. That, to me, is ridiculous. They're doing their job, and that just crosses a line to me. Now, I don't, I don't think they're being sued for the protests or being on the sidewalks. Right. The the court um, the counts include defamation, libel and slander, invasion of privacy, intentional infliction of emotional distress, unfair business practices, wrongful charitable solicitation, two counts of trespassing, and uh, civil conspiracy to commit all the above counts. Right. Okay. So, it's, so I, I don't I don't think they have a problem with them protesting. You know, they have a problem with the two people. It sounds like two people were trespassing. You know, if you're on a sidewalk, public sidewalk, that I mean, that's not against the law. You're protected True. by the uh, by the Constitution um, to be able to you're, do that. Unless you're in Boise lying down. Right. <clears throat> but still, to me, to go to their house, regardless, if I'm a sidewalk or not, for me, it's crossing the line. They're trying to uphold the law, keep the baby safe, but that's ridiculous to try to intimidate somebody yeah. to do something that you may know one part of the side of the story, but you don't know the whole story. So yeah, and that's I, my opinion. I, I, my opinion is if you want, if you want to make sure that you know something happens, and I said, like, like I said, human nature, you know, me, it's like if you try to do that at my house. Yeah. You've just you, now. I'm not even going to listen to you're, your. You're argument. going to create defiance. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just. I'm digging my heels See, in. Now, when people started saying that they were there to intimidate the, the Supreme Court justices, that surprised me because you know I, I figured they were there to get in their face, yeah, and say, "Here we protest, and you're doing the wrong thing." But I didn't think it was intimidation because nobody nobody was saying, "Okay, if you guys don't reverse this, we'll kill you." Well. You're absolutely right, but you know, people are being stupid nowadays. You don't ever know what's going to happen. You're right about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I don't you. I want to be considered stupid. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Kenny. Appreciate it. Um, if you get an extra uh, half hour tomorrow, love to see you at Bob's uh, Restaurant and Lounge in Nampa, okay? That would be great. I look forward to meeting you guys. All right. All right. 
For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good, look at that. Something out of the ordinary. The uh, Dow Futures are down 150 points right now. I noticed the screen is still all red. Everything is red, yeah. Oh, no, look, it's not not all red. April core price uh, index is up 8.8%. Versus an eight point nine percent estimate, I think that's good, but that's all in the green. Um, we'll talk more about this this morning with Jeremiah Bates. Dow uh, stock market down again yesterday. Everything that goes down must come up, right? Or is that only the <laughs> opposite? Everything that goes up must eventually come down. Ipecac is the only thing I know that has to come up if it goes down. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, going down or going up and eventually has to come down, um, for the first time in the history of uh, this Boise area neighborhood, median home prices topped $1 million last month. Median? Median. I mean, you can probably guess what neighborhood this is, right? Uh, the one you just moved out of? No. Oh. North Boise. Okay. The median in North Boise in April was one million thirty four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. We talking North End or, or yeah the, or the foothills? Or yeah, the, um, all uh, of that together. All, all that together. Oh, so okay. you have you have the North End, you have the Highlands and Central Foothills. All right. So median is the midpoint, meaning half of homes sold for more than one million, mm-hmm. half and of them, half, half of less. them sold for less. The median uh, for Ada County uh, came out earlier this week. Just shy of $600,000, $595,000. By the way, that's a 24% increase from April of 2021. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Canyon County, median, uh, last month, $476,500, which is a 20.3% increase. I have not looked at real estate, literally, uh, since 1995. That was the last time I went shopping for mm-hmm. a house, 1995. Right. And because of that, I have literally never walked into anybody's house in Boise and thought to myself, wow, I'd pay about a million for this. <laughs> now, despite the increases, real estate experts are sensing that the Boise market could be calming down. Sales aren't as frenetic as they were last year. Low supplies and high demand had been a key driver in rising prices in recent years. If you're thinking that's slowing down, it's slowed down a little bit. But but not a, a whole bunch. So a year ago, the uh, average number of homes on the market, um, the inventory was at, at about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a few days over a month. Wow. Keep in mind, a healthy market where you don't have seller's advantage or buyer's advantage is four to six months. Serious. Yeah. So we're still months away of inventory from being, um, you know, just a regular healthy market. There, so sellers are still. Um, so you can't go out on a Saturday, uh, pick out a house, and then move in on Monday. You can almost do that right now. Yeah. Almost. Still. Still almost. Do that. Yeah. Because okay. houses still, even last year, houses um, were staying on the market just a couple of days. Now the average time the houses are staying on the market here a year later. Um, with the interest rates rises and prices who have who have gone up, um, staying on the market for 14 days, which is still ridiculous, you know, R- ridiculously. It, low. It, his, yeah. Historically, you know, houses 
would stay on the market between 30 and 90 days before they would sell. sell. Now they're, they're staying on the market for 14 days, and, and that's still way better than it was a year ago. So, yeah, we still have an inventory problem, which is, of course, driving prices. And until that inventory problem uh, gets figured out, you're probably going continu- to continue to see these prices going up. Part of this is a big chunk of the increase coming from new construction. Medium price in Ada County. We told you, remember, we told you the median price uh, for all houses in Ada County? Yeah, 600 or Almost $600,000. Right. Medium price in Ada County in uh, April for new construction, $645,000. And that's a 37% increase from last year. So you saw a 23% increase for all homes, new and homes that have already been built. Now, when you, when you look at these homes, do you feel like they're building $650,000 homes? Or do you think they're building two hundred thousand dollar homes and charging six hundred and fifty thousand for them? No, I, I mean when you when you get those new construction homes, I mean you, you first of all, if you there's no houses that you can find uh, unless they're falling down for two hundred thousand dollars right now. I mean they're just there just isn't. Um, How much um, falling down are we talking? I mean, well, yeah, I mean they're probably I can leaning live with and everything has to be replaced. You know, so I mean new construction homes, you know. Three walls are almost as good as four. People like to have them because you're building in, and everything is perfect, just the way you, you know you, you, you like it. So, <laughs> or that's at least how it looked. But I, I, like I like I mentioned, I, I've driven over the all over the Treasure Valley over the last you know three weeks or so. I mean, I'm talking Star, Middleton, Cuna, um, and and the the building that is going on, home building that is going on has is just been absolutely amazing to me. Yeah. I mean, places that I drive by that I'd been, you know, a couple of months ago where there was nothing but a field there now have complete subdivisions mm-hmm. who are in the process uh, of, of building homes and framing the it's homes like up. I, and I'm like, wow, when did that happen? It's like I said, that's, you know, that, that was my impression of Phoenix. The, the first time I ever went to Phoenix, I went back exactly one year later. You know, it was, a, it was a March thing. You go down for spring training. And there were probably six or seven gated communities in this area where my uncle lived where there had been orange groves yeah. the year before and they were complete starting to see that now here in uh, the Boise area i think kboi news time 645 phone lines are open 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless time for another check on what's going on with sports once again this morning brought to you by fat guys fresh deli and meridian great place to get in for soups salads wraps and of course sandwiches Get in. You have two locations. East Boise, you don't have to travel all the way to Meridian anymore. You've got your own close to you just off Gowan Road. Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Good morning. Boise State softball has been doing some big things this season. They, for the first time, were ranked in the top 25. It's a big deal for Boise State softball. And now we're looking at some end-of-season awards for the girls as well. Boise State placed a school-record seven student-athletes on the All-Mountain West softball teams. The trio of Broncos earning first-team honors with six-year senior Kelsey Lawler playing outfield, fifth-year senior Hannah Bailey in the circle, and redshirt senior Aliyah Flores each receiving the accolade. Sarah Johnson is also a pitcher, junior Kelly Hall, or I'm sorry, Kelsey Hall, and redshirt sophomore Alicia Flores and sophomore Abby Bumcrot all gave Boise State four spots on the second team. Bailey and Johnson were each second team selections in 21. Bailey currently a fifth in the Mountain West with a 2.35 ERA just behind Johnson's 2.3. Pretty good for the Broncos who, uh, yeah, 
looking to do some big things in the postseason, possibly this well. The Broncos are closing out their season at Colorado State this weekend, and then they'll start hearing more about the NCAA softball tournament and the Mountain West tournament as well. I'm Rick Worthington. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and uh, welcome to the show. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get in and participate in the show, you're encouraged to do that. You can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com, text us. Same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Reminder for those of you who um, are going to be uh, voting absentee, you want to get that in the mail today. Today, probably the final day that mm-hmm. you can get it in to make sure that it arrives by 8 p.m. Tuesday night for the upcoming primary, which is next Tuesday night, the 17th. So keep that in mind. If you if you were going to mail in your uh, ballot, got to do that today to guarantee that we'll be, be there. Because if it comes in, even though the timestamp, says, you know, if you mail it tomorrow, then mm-hmm. the timestamp says Friday and you mailed it well ahead of the uh, election primary. The polls close at 8 p.m. on Tuesday night. Uh, you, you, it's just going to get thrown out. Mm-hmm. Now, there are also drop boxes throughout the uh, Ada County. If you want to put your drop boxes, drop them into drop boxes, you can also do that. If you don't want to mail them or if it ends it's, up in tomorrow a, and you go, man, it might be too late. I, I've seen the uh, the Republican ballot for my district, and I've seen the Democrat ballot for my district, and it's amazing on both of them how very few actual choices there are. <laughs> a lot of people running unopposed, at, at least in their party. Five more days. We only have to put up with the ads for five more days. For you and I, I don't know how well, much you listen on the weekend. I only have to put they, up with uh, it for um, four more day, three more days. Until they start the ones uh, for November, which, what, do they wait about two hours before they get those on? <laughs> um do you think it'll be as bad in the general election? When I say as bad, I'm talking about the attack ads. Do you think it'll be as bad for the general election, or is it just because here we are? I mean, we're a red oh, it, state, it, it, so we prob- have a lot more people that are going to uh, be running in the primary than in the general election, right? It, it probably will, but there will be uh, probably nothing too surprising. In, in other words, you know, our philosophies are 180 degrees apart. And that's all there is to it. You know, whichever one of you like best, vote mm. for that person. I mean, that's it's going to come down to that as opposed to, you know, 17 different degrees of being a Republican. He's a horrible person. When you get he's to the a November, rhino. Oh, my God, yeah, he's a rhino. When you get to the November election, people don't care as much if you're a rhino or a dino. The, just the, the, the letter that you have after your name. A uh, reminder for you, uh, Tuesday, uh, if you want to get all the updates as soon as they come in, News Talk KBOI is here for you. Now, you'll be able to listen in both at 670 AM, 93.1 FM, um, if you want to listen on the terrestrial radio, or, of course, you can always listen on Google Play, Alexa, or our website, KBOI.com, iHeartMedia. Uh, Lots of ways to uh, listen to our live coverage of the primaries coming up on Tuesday night. Rick Worthington will be uh, here in the studio. Nate Shellman, of course, he heard it was a party, so he volunteered to uh, be at the party 
the watch party. Uh, he'll keep you updated with the night's results. Uh, also be talking to some of the candidates once again. That'll be coming up on Tuesday night, and we'll be going on from 9 to 11 o'clock live coverage right here. One of the only places you're going to be able to get that live coverage over that time is from News Talk KBOI, so make sure you're listening in Tuesday if you have interest. You know what you call a uh, a doctor who's both conservative and pro-choice? Confused? No, a, a rhinocologist. <laughs> uh, Sabrina Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi. Yeah, I know you were just asking, oh, is this going to get any better in the general election? And I'm just here to tell you that, no, <laughs> it's not going to get better because these corrupt politicians, there are people researching. We are following the money, and these, like Scott Betke has taken so much money from, you know, big pharma and stuff. Yeah, no, um, they're going to all get called out, and the truth's coming out. There. So you better brace yourself for it. All right. All right. Thank, thank you for the call, Sabrina. Uh, text message and yesterday we were talking about uh, earlier this week we had had uh, Governor Brad Little on live with us here on uh, Casper and Chris show and uh, talked about the surplus in the state back in January is 1.9 billion dollars now in the legislature and the uh, upcoming budget year a lot of that money was spent some of it in tax rebates tax cuts education infrastructure so most of that money there was still some left over after the legislature but um, taxes continued to uh, roll roll into the state. Currently, uh, the governor estimated somewhere between um, five and seven hundred million dollars in uh, surplus as of right now. Expecting the surplus to get over a billion dollars again by the end of the uh, budget year, which comes up at the end of June. And we had asked yesterday um, what you would like to see that money spent on. Would you like to see? The governor said he'd like to get more tax cuts. Um, and that basically that's what this is. I mean, we had a massive amount of money more than expected in April in income tax, state income tax and corporate taxes. Um, so obviously, you know, paying more than we probably should in taxes. So but we, we just asked a question yesterday. Do you want to see this money returned to you if you've paid it in? Uh, return as a tax cut or a rebate, another check cut to you? Or would you like to see the state spend it on something else, and the what would that be? largest number of people, I've, I think, who called in or, or wrote in said they, they'd like us to uh, shore up our infrastructure. Yeah. It was quite interesting because I, I really expected when we asked the question, first of all, I didn't expect to have as many people weigh in on it as we did yesterday. It was quite a few people who weighed in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the variety of things that people wanted that money to go to, I, I really thought it would be uh, a lot of people would say, no, I want my tax back. If yeah, I exactly. paid too much, I, I wanted a check back or you know tax cuts in the future or whatever. Um, Rita writes in, um, I want the money to be spent on building freeways. We need a north-south freeway yeah. on Eagle Road and east West Freeway on Chinden Boulevard. Again, infrastructure. Yeah. Um, I I can see where you're going with that, especially as growth continues here in the Treasure Valley, as projections that the Treasure Valley here, um, I can't remember what year they were projecting it to happen, but it's not in the two. We're we're not looking decades and decades from now. We're not looking 50 years from now. Um, But the expectation, Ada and Canyon County, just those two counties to be over a million people, something like within the next uh, 10 to 20 years. Just Ada and Canyon County. Not the whole entire Treasure Valley. I mean, we're close to, we're getting close to the Treasure Valley 
um, being at over a million people. They're talking just Ada and Canning County. Mm. So if you get that kind of growth, yeah, you're you're, you're probably going to want that infra- infrastructure or get prepared to sit in traffic for 45 minutes to an hour every day. The rest of your life. KBOI News Time, 7.15. Let's get another check on what's going on with sports here for you this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. A couple of locations for you to get to. Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian, just off Wells Avenue. Also, uh, don't forget Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Former Quizno spot, 2250 East Gowan Road. So you have a couple of different choices to get in and get yourself a great sandwich. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Looking at college football this morning, the ACC is moving closer to adopting a new football scheduling format that would scrap divisions and give teams an opportunity to play each other more frequently starting as early as not this football season but next in 2023. Though no vote was taken to formally change that format, Commissioner Jim Phillips and multiple athletic directors from the ACC discussed a 3-5-5 scheduling model in which league teams would play three permanent opponents, then rotate through the rest over a two-year period. Earlier this week, of course, it has to do with the NCAA Football Oversight Committee recommending conferences no longer be required to have divisions to hold a conference championship game. The Division One Council is set to vote on it later this month, and it it is expected to pass, by the way. Now, the ACC commissioner has repeatedly said conferences should have the right to determine their conference champion, and he had been in favor of passing the required legislation to make that happen. He discussed the new scheduling format with athletic directors and coaches during their league-wide meetings, got a little feedback as well, but the ACC looking at doing something that other conferences may very well think about as well. I'm Rick Worthington. I'm for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 722, Jeremiah Bates with us ahead of the opening of the stock market this morning. Uh, looks like pretty much all in the red once again. Nothing else new. Nothing to see here. Uh, today, though, um, wanted to talk about crypto, and I, I, I haven't been. I, when I read this story yesterday, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk to Jeremiah." Um, I, I have to get your thoughts. Coinbase earnings were bad, but it, that wasn't the worst part of the story that I read yesterday. Uh, the crypto exchange is now warning that bankruptcy could wipe out all the users' funds. So, so basically, everybody who's storing their digital currency in that digital wallet. If they end up going bankrupt, that money's gone. Yeah, no, you, you nailed it. They made it very clear in the note, which, you know, you do give a little bit of respect that they are making it clear. Cause again, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuance to this whole cryptocurrency space that a lot of people who are invested in cryptocurrency aren't essentially aware of. And but this note's I thought, pretty. I thought if you had your own password and nobody else has that password, how are they going to take your money from you if Cor- nobody else has that password? Correct. However, what Coinbase is referring to is if the crypto ass the crypto assets that they hold in their custody on behalf of the customers could be subject to bankruptcy proceedings. So different if you have your own, it's kind of referred to having your own set of keys. So if you just open up a Coinbase account and you deposit funds there and then you go and buy a cryptocurrency, it's just held in that crypt on the cryptocurrency app or platform, 
Coinbase has custody of your cryptocurrency. They're, they are the custodian. Now, it's not like your brokerage account, like with a TD Ameritrade or a Charles Schwab or a Fidelity account where, you know, they're, they're regulated. They're, they're a governed industry. So they got a lot of rules and regulations. You do have ins- types of insurance protections and things like that. You do not have that with cryptocurrency to be clear. So uh, this is very, I think it was good that this was put out into the, you know, the, the, the headlines to where you truly know that, hey, if you have a custodian for your cryptocurrency, specifically Coinbase and other ones for that matter too, that if they do in fact go bankrupt, you could lose all of your cryptocurrency. So where you protect yourself from that is by having a completely separate decentralized wallet. Now we don't I don't want to get into the whole steps of how you would set that up. Do your own research, but that is how you protect yourself from that. If you don't have your own keys, your own password, your own digital wallet and you're holding your cryptocurrency with a centralized uh, custodian like a Coinbase, this is the reality of uh, the lack of protections uh, that you have or don't have. Um, when you are investing in cryptocurrency. So you don't have the same protections like if I put $100,000 in the bank. No, there's no FCIC. Right. So yeah, I, F- F- yep. yeah they, can, they can just take that money even though it's my own money. That I mean, that was kind of scary. Well, well that'd be the federal cryptocurrency insurance corporation. There is no yeah. One. Well, I mean, it's like it's like fraud liability, right? Most banking institutions, if someone you know steals your debit card or your credit card, you have what's called zero liability fraud protection. So you can go report those bad transactions. They'll reimburse you the money. If your if your cryptocurrency is stolen, like if someone gets access to your wallet or your Coinbase account and they transfer those funds out, you have zero recourse. You have you have no no legs to stand on. It's just the it's the wild wild west of cryptocurrency that we're in right now. And specifically, like like yesterday, we were talking about these stable coins. Like how could it be referred to as a stable coin and have <laughs> a, a, be pegged to the U.S. dollar? And how could it drop to? I mean, I think the one that um, uh, USDT which is supposedly backed by the U.S. dollar, which we will kind of talk about. It went all the way down to, I think, 35 cents. Um, I think it's bounced, bounced back up to like 65. But this is this is the space that you're looking in because that type of stable coin is not backed by a real currency or any type of physical asset. It's what's known as a algorithmic stable coin. So <laughs> you've got to remember... Uh... These these cryptocurrencies are essentially just computer code. They are just designed on a computer and there's and this is essentially how this how this stablecoin was designed um through a means essentially it's a system where um that this cryptocurrency is created or destroyed. So that's uh, kind of the idea of it Got and it. also some arbitrage to keep it pegged to the dollar. Right. Well, that only works if the users of that have complete consensus. And guess what happened? The users or the holders of that decided, nope, we're getting out of it. And you <laughs> nope, saw it nobody completely has seen it, consens- uh, consensus on anything these days. Seeing it dropping like you know sixty percent or whatever it did, uh, I, I decided that it wasn't called stable coin because uh, it doesn't move. It's called stable coin because it's worth the same amount as the. Uh, Stuff you find on the floor of a stable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I don't disagree. So now you look at so now you have the top three cryptocurrencies um, that are out there. You have Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the third one is Tether. Tether is a stable coin as well. Now Tether puts itself out there that hey, you know we're pegged to the dollar, which again it's dropped below the dollar. It's not. It's down to ninety five cents this morning um, or on Tuesday morning. Now Tether comes out and says hey. 
all of our digital currency is backed by physical assets. Okay, but you got to look at how are they reporting that because they are <laughs> they're a company that's uh, located in the Cayman Islands that has a Cayman uh, auditor and they've been held they've had regu- regulatory fines from the state of New York based on their reporting practices. So you have to take all this with a grain of salt. So right. um, it, even if it says that it's a stable coin and is backed by real assets, you got to look at, okay, what are the assets? What are they holding? What's the transparency on that? And you'll be pretty surprised that it's probably not what it seems on the surface. So I mean, Backed by I, real assets, uh, baseball <laughs> trading cards. <laughs> Yeah, when, right. when you when you start looking at quarterly reports from a Cayman Island auditor, that's when I start to have concerns. Got it. Thanks. Uh, once again, we'll get an update from you. It looks like the stock market's going to be opening down again this morning, but we'll find out in about an hour what that's uh, looking like, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open if you want to participate in the show. Also, email us, chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Uh, text message in uh, writes, the Ammon for Governor commercials are, commercials are going to be fantastic. <laughs> the ones that will show up after the, uh, the, the primary. primary. Yeah. yeah, because he's running as an independent. So um, if he does continue, as he said, to uh, run, Against whoever wins the uh, primary, mm-hmm. I'm sure he will be running commercials just like everybody else. More than likely. I wonder I, how he's I doing. I doubt on, if they're gonna, he's going to attack anybody. I wonder there. how he's doing on fundraising. <laughs> uh, Red Cross is kind of a, a cool story. Once again, um, we're heading into summer months. Headly, uh, the uh, hundred deadliest days of the year happen from Labor Day to Memorial Day. More car accidents happen yeah. than any other time. More accidents happen. The American Red Cross um, going to be looking for blood donors again, and they're offering some big incentives to ensure supplies are adequate during those summer months. Uh, anyone who donates through May 19th will receive a $10 e-gift card to a merchant of their choice. Here's the best part. They'll automatically be entered to win a travel trailer camper. Well, that's kind of that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Additionally, anyone who donates between May 20th and May 31st will receive a 20-ounce Red Cross aluminum water bottle and customizable sticker set while supplies last. Donations typically uh, dip during the summer month uh, just as more blood donations are needed. And for those of you who would like to uh, schedule an appointment and uh, help out on the blood drive, uh, you can make your appointment to donate blood, platelets, or plasma. Red Cross Blood Donor app. You can visit redcrossblood.org or call 1-800-CROSS. That's 1-800-2767. All blood types are needed. And who knows? Maybe you'll get a a camper trailer. At the very least, you're going to get a $10 e-gift card to go shopping. Maybe you can buy one of those banned books. And then if things start to go sour, you can just live in that camper trailer. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless it's time for our final check on uh, sports once again this morning with Rick Worthington, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, not just in Meridian any longer, in Meridian, off Wells Avenue, and also off Gowan Road in the old uh, Quiznos location. Get in for your lunch today. They open up at 1030 every day, Monday through Saturday. Good morning. We start with the NBA playoffs. Two games were played yesterday. The first was pretty good. The second one, not very 
But we did see the Milwaukee Bucks squeak by the Boston Celtics to take a 3-2 lead yesterday. Here's how it happened. For a one with a lot of thought toward Friday. Missed the second. A collision for the rebound. Portis has got it. Shoots off the glass and scores. Timeout Boston. It's a three-point trip for the Bucks who grabbed the lead at 108-107. This is Milwaukee's first lead since it was 32-30. Bobby Portis, 14 points, none bigger than those two to go along with his double-digit rebounds. None bigger than that one right there. And there you have it. The Bucks play defense at the other end, and they win 110-107, to 107, and Milwaukee now leads that series three games to two. Now, the Greek freak is just that. He scored 40 points in yesterday's game. Holiday put in 24. They got some points from Portis off the bench. And, uh, yeah, the Celtics, on the other hand, Tatum is great. He scored 34. Brown gave him another 26 points. They had 30-some points off the bench as well. But that was the better game of the night. The other one involved the Memphis Grizzlies just dismantling the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors still lead the series three games to two. Final score... 134 to 95. Um, yeah, don't know what to tell you about that other than it was just a straight up butt kicking and uh, Golden State, as you know, they're pretty good, probably will rebound from that loss. But again, 134 95, the final, and that sets a couple games up for tonight as well. The 76ers take on Miami, the Heat lead three games to two, and Phoenix will try and close out the Dallas Mavericks. They're up three games to two in that series as well. I'm Rick Worthington. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Senator Schumer wants to, as he said, put every Republican on the record. As we head into this midterm election, Democrats facing extremely tough headwinds here. So they think they can use this issue to motivate their base to turn out, to vote for more abortion rights supporters, Democrats. And so that's why he wants to do this. He wants to put this smack dab in the middle of the midterms. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. That vote went down yesterday, um, and not even all Democrats voted for it. Yeah, true. Senator Manchin uh, did not vote for it, and even some of the Republicans who had said that they would vote for an abortion bill is, also did not vote a, for it, saying it went way too far. It's a weird situation in that uh, it's... Uh, okay, hang on, let me... Concentrate on what I was going to say here. They um, uh, had to get on, you know, had to get it down what their exact vote was. But they can easily say, in this particular case, we weren't voting for this because it okayed 100% of abortions. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want that. In the same way that a lot of people didn't like uh, the, you know, some of the rules like, for instance, Texas or even that Idaho or Mississippi might have where they allow absolutely no abortions, even, you know, with rape or incest or something. Um, text message in, 208-336-3700. Uh, person writes in, here's the dumb thing about Chuck Schumer. We want our senators on the record speaking out against abortion rights. What Chuckles has done is put the Democrat senators on record in favor of all abortions, including well, yeah, okay. late-term radical abortion laws. And, and that's it, too. I mean, they say, okay, we're going to rally that we're going to rally all the Democrats because they'll be so disgusted that all these senators uh, voted to get rid of abortion. No, it's going to rally both sides mm-hmm. for this for the yeah. for the same reason. The people that are happy about the vote will 
uh, be more likely to participate in the next election. And the people who are very unhappy about it will do the same. Well, and you also have it, as he points out, and I, I did not read the bill, so I don't know 100% of everything that was in this bill. But I did uh, understand that there were you know people who were in favor and said that they would vote, vote for an abortion bill that couldn't vote for this one because it pretty much allowed all abortions. Yeah. Um, for people that were on would be on the fence about something like that, and, and you know, it, but only want up until the point of viability being able to do that. Those that would be really against late-term abortions would go. Well, wait a minute. This, this is dumb. I, I, I'm glad they voted against this, right. thing, even though they might be in favor of abortions. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, it, it's going to stir up our people, right? It's going to stir up everybody. Everybody, yeah. And, and it's going to stir up the people who don't like what you're doing and the people who do. Here's a crazy thing, and, and I know we're running up on time. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about this after news at the top of the hour. So what happens if they come back? And Schumer said that this isn't going away. This was just the, the first bill. So you can probably see that they'll go back to the drawing board on this, and they'll go, all right, late-term abortions out. We'll go up until this date. We'll make it so that if you're a Catholic or a religious hospital that is against abortion, you won't be a forced to perform abortions. So if they take some of the stuff out that people were really against, you could possibly see another vote coming up. But what would that mean? Because you still have the Supreme Court sitting here weighing in on this. We'll talk about this when we come back after top of the hour. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Schumer wants to, as he said, put every Republican on the record. As we head into this midterm election, Democrats facing extremely tough headwinds here. So they think they can use this issue to motivate their base to turn out, to vote for more abortion rights supporters, Democrats. And so that's why he wants to do this. He wants to put this smack dab in the middle of the midterms. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless and that is, you know, probably the most important thing about this is you have midterm elections coming up in November. And right now, Democrats don't have a whole lot to hang their uh, head on. And, and I was listening to Nate Shellman yesterday. He made a, a great point, and I fully believe this. You know, every time uh, a candidate, Republican candidate, you know, brings up inflation, it's at 8.5%, highest in 40 years, or you're, you're going to hear, uh, yeah, but abortion. Immigration. We've we've got more illegals streaming across our border than than ever. Yeah, but abortion. Gas prices are highest ever. Yeah, but abortion. Stock market's down twenty five. Yeah, but abortion. So every this is going to be something they finally have something that they can use to try to rally their base for the midterm elections. Which yeah, you know, gonna, like I said, it's going to rally the other side just as much. Exactly. But at least it gives them something to talk about. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, up until that point, it's it, it's like what you talk about inflation. You can't really argue that it's as high as it's ever been. You know, um, Biden's poll numbers as low as they've ever been heading into the uh, midterm elections. So this will be something that they can at least have when it comes to campaigning. Yeah, but abortion. Uh, Layla writes in: If it was about babies, we'd have excellent and free. Universal maternal care. 
you wouldn't be charged a cent to give birth, no matter how complicated your delivery was. If it was about babies, we'd have months and months of free parental leave for everyone. If it was about babies, we'd have free lactation consultants, free diapers, and free baby formula. If it was about babies, we'd have free and excellent child care from newborns on. If it was about babies, we'd have free universal preschool and pre-K and free guaranteed after-school placements. All right, I've said this a thousand times. I'll say it again. Layla, thanks for your email, uh, but there is no such thing as free. This this stuff doesn't just come out of the air and is handed out willy-nilly free. Somebody has to pay for it. I told you the experience of my uh, aunt and uncle. My uncle well, was from Norway, and my he married my aunt at the College of Idaho, and they moved to Norway eventually. And she went through, uh, one of my cousins was born there in Norway, and through the entire process, she paid absolutely nothing, and doctors and nurses came to her house. I like that. Were That's they invited? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> or did they just They had up? appointments. As we were going, to and, break, and she and she got like months and months where she didn't have to go back to work. As we were going to uh, break, and 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 once again, that is paid for. They have yeah. some of the highest they do you know, they taxes have, in the in the world. They have very high taxes. Um, as we were going to break, we talked about uh, the part that I don't understand, and I've said this in the past too. Is you know, if it comes to being able to codify the. Roe versus Wade, making it the law of the land through Congress, how long would it stand anyway? Now, I don't, I don't know exactly what would happen, but should Congress be able to put together and pass a law enshrining the right to abortion for all Americans? Um, obviously, the bill yesterday, not going to pass because people that even who are in favor of abortion laws and codifying the law said it went way too far. So if they come back and they get something that is passed... I. It's guaranteed that conservative states like Idaho, like Florida, like Texas, Mississippi, will then seek to overturn the law by suing and saying the federal government is exceeding its constitutional authority once again. And if it would go all the way back to the Supreme Court, then I don't see the conservatives all of a sudden changing their their mind. They'd presumably look unfavorably on any attempt to limit individuals' rights when it comes to abortion. Similarly, any attempt to put the federal law that would restrict abortion for all the world seemingly conflict with the Supreme Court's position that it should be left to the states to decide. So I don't see how this wouldn't be overturned again if if what we have heard from the leak ends up being true and they they say it's unconstitutional for the federal government to be able to say what a, a woman should and shouldn't do with her body should be left up to the states. I, I don't see this not going back to the Supreme Court and going, we've ruled on this, so yeah, we're going to uphold unless something happens and you know maybe a couple of the justices retire, <laughs> quit, or die that you know are and part tends, of the five that tends not to happen in no, groups though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I just don't except, see where this where this has the, anywhere to go if this does get overturned. Roe versus Wade gets overturned by the Supreme Court because I don't see them changing their mind. You know, if right. Congress codifies the law, only time two of them have left at the same time was in the book, The Pelican Brief, and they were killed. Yes, they were. I'm sorry, I just ruined it for everybody. Damn it! I apologize. Uh, the, the, the book, I ruined the book. I ruined the, the movie. Book, if you haven't read the book or seen the movie, the, the book came out about thirty years ago. So if you haven't uh, read it or seen it by now, 
I, 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 I think you can be forgiven for leaking out some of the plot. I forgot the author. Who's the author of that book? Uh, that would be John Grisham. John Grisham. Right. By the way, um, probably one of my favorite John Grisham books slash movies. Yeah. I absolutely love Even Even though, I mean, a lot of the stuff John Grisham does, you know, kind of based somewhat on, on, on reality, but that, that one... Not a whole lot, but it was a fascinating. I remember and when great David and man movie. David Letterman was uh, introducing. You know, it was just a comedy thing, but he was introducing like new books this spring, and John Grisham had one out called "More Lawyer Crap." <laughs> I wonder if that uh, book was uh, banned by the Nampa Library. Yeah, probably. Uh, we'll talk about that too. Um, Twenty-two books have been banned by the uh, Nampa Library. We're going we're gonna to get your thoughts coming up uh, a little bit later this morning. Um, I do have to say, though, um, I thought it was brilliant as far as uh, as marketing. Rediscovered books in Boise. They have locations in Boise, I think, Nampa, and also in Caldwell. Mm-hmm. After the uh, a bad book sale, books uh, in Nampa were banned by the school board. Um, they now have a new display that exists entitled "Books the Nampa School Board Doesn't Want You to Read." <laughs> The, uh, that's that's what I have heard several teenagers say that, uh, most on television mostly. But they have said if you ban books in the high school, you can guarantee that by the next day, a hundred kids in this high school will have a copy of that book, because they'll want to see why was it banned. Here's the thing: the, the books that are banned are most of them award-winning books. Some of them have won. A lot of awards. See, this is actually making people read more, so it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the other thing that, that, you know, why does one parent get to decide what my kid gets to read or not? I get it. You don't want your kid to be able to see this stuff. True. But why do you get to decide what my kid sees? Well, sounds a little dystopian uh, to me. Apparently, don't want to have a separate rule for every single kid, so they just make one big big rule which is sort of a grade school type thing to do the other problem i see somebody, is somebody abused this privilege so now nobody gets to do it kids who are well off kids that are in in rich families they're still going to be able to get this book they're still going to be able to go to a bookstore and buy it they're still going to get on amazon and be able to purchase the book if they want mm-hmm. public libraries are the last great bastion of free knowledge Cost you absolutely the, nothing to be able to were, read a book there. So poor kids they were the are going to be too. affected. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to poor kids are going to be affected by this any more than anybody else. Yeah. Well, that's generally the way things work. I mean, if you're going to ban them, why don't you just take it out and, and make it complete and burn them so that nobody can read them? There are a lot of things the government takes care of for people that maybe ten percent of the people actually need, and the other ninety percent don't. And every once in a while. Uh, legislators or, or Congress looks at that and says, well, we can get rid of this because only really 10% of the people need it. So they get rid of the program, and unfortunately the 10% who needed it are in a bad way now. The 90%, the, the, the 90% don't even notice for the most part. Here's an idea. Why don't, why don't you just, uh, you know, you have this list of books in the Nampa School District. By the way, I, I'll be honest with you, I am not in any way, shape, or form for banning books. But if the Nampo School District and the people behind this have problems with these books, why don't you just put this list out, the same list, 22 books that you have a problem with, and say, please don't read these books. If you're under this age, don't read these books. These are age-appropriate. Yeah. 
That, I'd be fine with it, that. It, it's it's always without been, taking them and removing them from the library. It's it's always been uh, fun to walk into a library and say, "Where are your children's books? Uh huh. And where are your adult books?" I'd be interested to know. It would be great if there could be a study done to find out just exactly how many times in the last decade that these books have been checked out. Would it be zero? Would it be? Would maybe maybe it has been. You know, a lot. I don't know, but if it if it's if it's zero, why are you banning them? <laughs> you know what I mean. I like I said, I, I'm full tra- transparency. Yeah. I am not for banning books in public schools. But we'll talk well, more about it after nine o'clock. Making uh, or uh, limiting what uh, choices people have when it comes to something to read is a little bit like. Uh, you know, saying that they can't say certain things. You don't have free speech after all. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Those are two good numbers to know. If you'd like a $50 gift certificate to DeLuca's Italian restaurant in downtown Boise, because we're going to give that away next with our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, right after traffic and weather. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.38, he is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. And in the studio with us this morning, Canyon County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek. Talk about what's going on in Canyon County. And we're going to start things off with uh, probably the uh, thing that people should be most concerned about because it's coming up the soonest and that is the primary that's happening uh next tuesday early voting in canyon county uh runs through tomorrow correct yes that is true mike so thank you for hosting me again mike and chris it's always a privilege and a pleasure to be here we do need to encourage people to get out the may primary some people still don't know that is really the deciding factor for the race that happens in november so if you're concerned about local politics and you want to be involved i think america and uh, on the local level is waking up, so they need to get out to the polls. Absentee voting is over. So early voting again at two locations in Nampa and Caldwell happens at the elections office and Celebration Church. How have the lines been there? Bad at all? I did some polling with the elections office on Monday or Tuesday, and they said it's actually been very slow. Absentee Mm. ballots were up, so people are looking at that. But I'm not sure... I'm just here to encourage people to get out and do their duty. Absentee ballots have to be in, in the mail by today, right? That that deadline is actually passed. They were getting oh. ready to mail the last of those out, so you can no longer request those. So. You can't request them, but you, but you can still return them. Return yes, them by, that, but you if you're going to get them in, you better do it today, or they're not guaranteed to get there by next Tuesday right. at 8 p.m., yep. right? Thanks for that. That's absolutely true. If you have an absentee ballot sitting at home, you should get that back in. All right. Yeah. Um, and... Here, here's the other thing. When it comes to polling places, uh, new new uh, places to vote this year because of redistricting or the, yes. in Canyon County, is it the same? Uh, those have changed, and our election staff does a great job sending information out. You also can go on their website for elections and then cl- click on the interactive map. It will allow you to pick your party, and then when you enter your address, it will provide a sample ballot and provide the precinct-specific location that you have to go to on May 17th. And pretty much for everybody, that has changed this year because of redistricting, correct? Right. I, I'm not quite sure if it isn't yeah. the same in Canyon County, but don't, I guess that it'd be safe to say, don't expect that you're going to go to your regular place to vote and, and yeah. say, wait, hey, wait, I thought this is this is where I always vote. Yeah, check it out because they have tried to do a good job, but that changes. If you don't 
want to have to figure it out, go and early vote because it doesn't matter what your precinct is. Then you can you can just go to either one of those locations. All right. Um, upcoming budget. That time of year again, isn't it? Yes, sir, it is. It's always a daunting task when we're talking about taxpayer dollars and how we're going to spend their money this year. So, Have you been having workshops? We are. Upcoming workshops are going to be held June 13th through the 16th. Okay. As a commissioner, I'm encouraging people. That will be live streamed for the first time in Canyon County history on YouTube, trying to get people at, involved at a greater level. And then uh, I did a couple of years make a pitch for having a hearing where people could come before the final budget, which is really too late to make any substantive changes. But you can come on the July 11th, which is the Citizens Input Meeting, and you will be allowed to give three minutes of public testimony on what you've heard or observed or any any feedback that you A- want to give. Anybody can do that? Yes. Anybody? anybody can do that. Correct. Yeah. Um, when it comes does, to these... Does the, does the meeting not end until everybody speaks? <laughs> well, generally, they keep it pretty regulated to an allotted time, but they are allowing two hours for this from 7 to 9, it's my understanding. You can go on the website and look mm, at... Get the, 40 people in. Good. If they take their entire three minutes. That's true. So we hope for a good turnout. That's what we want. We want people to be heavily involved in local government. What type of uh, info going to be found, you know, for people in, in Canyon County who want to listen in on these workshops? Because um, obviously if you're going to put it on YouTube, it does make it a lot more readily available to uh, residents. But what what kind of in- info can they expect to get uh, by listening in on these? Well, you can figure out what capital projects will be funded. You can figure out how many positions are being requested for certain departments. We have had requests for that. And you you should be able, as a citizen, to count on what elected officials determine will be the revenue allocation for that for the upcoming year. I did not approve the revenue uh, allotment for salaries because last year it was a 9% average increase, uh, and we didn't have really a compensation analyst in place and I was assured that there would be a chance after the final budget hearing to take a look at those, read that distribution of the cost of living adjustment. It actually went top heavy. And now we have had a recent request and it does total a million dollars in salaries and benefits that are outside of our budget process, which I object to that. It doesn't protect the taxpayer. You know, the reasons given for that may be um, stated. They're having trouble with retention. This is the the era of the great resignation. But in fairness, you know, we could look at the Idaho Constitution and find support for having a public hearing with a published notice in the newspaper. Right now, they're citing an Idaho code that's tied to a road and bridge appropriation that says commissioners can amend that by resolution. And to that, as a citizen, as a commissioner, I object. I think it doesn't have as great a transparency as we need to if we're going to put a million dollars in the middle of a budget season. That needs to be vetted out a little more carefully because when we don't have a rubric for anything, the taxpayer is really the one that's vulnerable. And so somebody has to stand in that gap. That move was approved by two commissioners and the clerk, and to that I object, and so should other citizens. A notable achievement in fiscal year 2022, the funding allocated for the newest capital construction project, and that is the center at the Canyon County Fair. Won't be open this summer, but the next summer it will, right? That's a true statement. That 45,000-square-foot building, which will be air-conditioned and be a premier event center. Oh, air conditioning. Yes, right, <laughs> something here. It's so weird how it gets so hot during that time of year when I the fair know, is going on. but it's on. so beautiful. So and really an outdoor amphitheater, bridge crossings there on the creek where you can host events. It's going to be useful for more than just the fair. That building should generate revenue and pay back to the county. Beyond the fair? 
So they'll yes. be they'll be renting it out for um, other concerts, Absolutely. for instance, and things like that. Yes, and so if you're just an outside group that wants to um, find a place to host a conference or rent an event, that will be an accessible structure, and it will be beautiful. How many does it hold? Well, it can be partitioned off. That where the board has opted to. What's the, what's the matter? The, the reason I ask because right yeah. now, in, in, in for instance, like Caldwell, and even for that matter, in Nampa, if you want to hold a large event, you're you're looking at only between you know probably five hundred to seven or eight hundred people max, uh, unless yeah. you go to the Idaho Center. You know, I like the the Caldwell Event Center holds maybe 600 people so will this be something that if you want to have some uh, an event that holds two three thousand people will that well i'm i'm not sure it's going to rival something like the idaho center but i would say it, i'll have to get back with you on that mike i'm not going to guess i, I don't um, do room occupancy load so <laughs> i can just say how many ever people you can stand in in forty five thousand square feet if it's one person square foot we'll get forty five thousand. everybody in breathe in we're going <laughs> to squeeze a few hundred more people in here that Exactly and this right. this not open this year, but it is expected to be done for 2023 fair? Yes. Okay. November 22 is, so this fall, it's scheduled to be done. Looks like they're on time. We'll take a quick break. KBY News Time is 846 once again, talking with Canyon uh, County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek, live in the studio with us this morning. More on the way next. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 852, uh, once again, Ken County Commissioner Leslie Van Beek with us this morning. We were just talking off air. We probably should pass this along, but you've got performances are locked in for the this upcoming uh Kenny County Fair this year. Hold on just a second. got to have your microphone. There we go. There we go. Our director, Diana Sinner, does a great job. She's got Jordan Davis, Mark Chestnut lined up so far. We have one act yet to come. I'm sure it will be a great uh, addition to this lineup, but I don't know what it is yet. The element of suspense is going to be great. <laughs> and the uh, fair dates again? Oh, gosh. I See, I put, you, I put you I on know the spot. You did. I, I know. put you on the spot. Yep, you did. So we'll just have right. people go on the website. Yeah, there you go. Um, another thing that uh, happens from time to time in Candy County, and, and this is very popular uh, coming up once again, it, it's weird that it's this popular. Um, you got the Household Hazardous and Electronic Waste Disposal Day coming up, and there's usually a line there for is. people waiting to do people this. People will do that. And we're going to try it one more time. We're going to talk trash here for just a minute. Our trash out at the landfill is up 7 to 8%. Over last year? Uh, yeah, and so it's interesting. I mean, people are cleaning up or bigger population. I don't know what it is, but they like going, I guess, maybe a social event. You can go to the, <laughs> right? Take your cookies or your date to the June 8th. At Take the your date? Really? <laughs> well, the first date my husband took me to was a... Uh, uh, DA an abomasum surgery for a cow. He, we were a dairyman, so whatever wow. you know, whatever you like. Okay, the Fort Idaho Center from ten to four. So households only. I was told by the director that a business who's a small quantity generator can call and make an appointment, but you can't bring tons of trash there. Right. And this is so, June eighth. Yes, sir. All right. And you can go online. They've got a list of everything you can and can't bring. So don't bring your biological or radiological waste. We had a great Dang it. What am I going to do with my all my radiological waste? <laughs> I don't know, Mike. Yeah. I know um, what I normally do with my biological waste. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, everybody else does, too. Right. 
Real, real quickly. Um, it's been a while since we've had you in to talk, uh, and and I see you're still here. You came in today as Canyon County Commissioner, so you yeah, haven't yeah. resigned as of yet. Don't correct? plan on doing that at all. I know what my job is. I am frustrated, like other people. Not frustrated. You know, I don't. I don't. It's been three and a half months, and I did not approve or deny any redactions. It is curious to me that in that, you know, that charge that was led by eight elected officials, including our legal counsel, is allowed to provide redaction on things. But nonetheless, I lived by that, and they have yet to come up with anything. There was an article that was published in The Statesman, which, I mean, everybody's seen it, but the name that got dubbed that I really liked, I how is that hair salon drama that's filled with a lot of misinformation and half-truth? It's not worthy of the action that was taken. And I guess what I can say is, if you know where the bodies are buried and you're into good government, I'm going to tell you what I found this week that I really liked, and it's a a statement by Everett Piper, who's a county commissioner, and the question is, why would in the world would you want to do that? But here's the thing. People always think it's top-down. What's happening in D.C.? But if we don't get our local act together, this is what he says, that's the bottom line. We're lost. We've got it backwards. We have to get the local house in order because it's the heart and soul of the system of government. Good government is always bottom-up, never top-down. So without local integrity and accountability and local competence, our liberties are going to be lost. So I've had people say, why don't you go run for the legislature? You know, get get me out of their hair. But really, (laughs) this call to local government where we touch all three branches and interface with people, we have the greatest impact. I want to make a difference. I want Canyon County to be better than we found it. And we need to fix things here at home before our house burns down. That's what I'm going to say. Any word yet? I know there are a lot of people uh, in Kenny County who want to go to a meeting to find out exactly what all this is about, to hear both sides from you and the eight people who are asking for your resignation. Any word yet on uh, when this meeting is going to happen, when all this is going to come out? You know, that story changes on a regular basis. They get told just like I hear it's going to happen, then it's not going to happen, and they have no interest in doing that. Honestly, Mike, Chris, it's because they don't, have anything i'm gonna say that i try to be a conscientious worker in government but the lengths to which this group of eight is going to try and put something behind at a press uh candidate forum last week hosted in nampa that they asked a really awkward question what do you think about how they've handled that and zach brooks really nailed it on the head he said why would a group of people put that kind of information out without substantiation mm-hmm. it's a it's a poor move Leslie Van B, County County Commissioner, thanks for uh, once again coming in today, updating us on uh, things that are going on. Um, you're one of the only, uh, the three commissioners not up for a primary, so. That's a true statement. Six elected officials on the ballot. I'm going to make you, uh, encourage you again to go vote. That's the only way that constitutionally people can be put in or taken out. So if you don't like what's happening, uh, right. make your way to the polls. Thank you once again for coming in. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon. Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Into the 9 o'clock hour. Let's get a, a quick reset here on the uh, stock market. It's only down 23 points as of right now. I'm... <laughs> I know it's in the red, but it's only 23 points. I'm going to take that as a win. Yeah, what kind of uh, disappointment are they setting us up for now? Standard & Poor is up 14 points. It's in the green. A lot of the big ones, too, are up. NASDAQ Al- is Alphabet. up 125 points. Alphabet, uh, Amazon. Um, 
it's, we, we had a chance of finishing green today. We uh, told you uh, yesterday, previous four days, some of those big companies that you just mentioned, yeah. Google, Amazon, uh, the big tech companies um, had lost a trillion dollars in value over four days. One trillion. Pretty soon you're going to be talking about, you know, some real money there. <laughs> the I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like uh, unless it's a stack of cash in my house somewhere, it's not actual money. It's going to be interesting to watch. I don't think that Elon Musk is going to buy Teslas or is going to buy uh, Twitter. Really? I really don't. I don't think it's going to go. Th- I think he's going to back out. I think he's going to pay. I think there's a, a billion-dollar penalty for not going through with well, the sale. The thing, I mean, p- part of what he wants to do is, is put uh, President uh, Trump back on, and he doesn't seem to want to be back on. Like, you know. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't clamoring, hey, you can, if you buy it, get me back yeah, on, because he's got his own. He's got his own thing, yeah. Um, the reason I say that is because Tesla has lost so much money. Tesla is one of those big companies um, that you put together with Amazon, Google, who has lost over a trillion dollars in value. Now, granted, this is just paper money, but when it comes to Elon Musk, he's using that paper money as valuation to be able to get loans to back up the sale of Twitter. And right now, um, with the amount of money he has lost in valuation with his company, Tesla, that... I I just see him going, wait a minute, this is going to stretch me way, way, way too thin. I can't afford $46 billion right now in loans. And also, haven't because he doesn't have enough cash, ready cash available that he would need. Now, he's got people you know, he, that are investing I, in it. He and I are a lot alike because I can't afford $40 billion in um, in loans right now either. $46 billion. Right. Yeah. Um, so he would have to... To have money to buy Twitter in addition to the financing that he's got in place, he would have to come up also with his own cash. And to be able to do that, he doesn't have enough cash just sitting in a bank or in his wallet. Which he, is odd, considering he <laughs> is worth $200 billion. He would have to sell a portion of Tesla. And what does that mean? If he sells a big, decent-sized portion, and it uh, when I say a big portion... To you and I, it's a big portion. To him, it would probably only be 5% of his his yeah. total amount that he owns in stocks and stock, so- stock to- options. But if he has to sell that, it's going to drive the price down of Tesla even I further. I am starting to think you're right that he is uh, not actually intending to buy Twitter I, I, in reality. I would be, at this point right which now... Indicate, which will assure that he'll buy it later today. Now that that. <laughs> probably. At, at this point right now, Unless something changes in the stock market in the very short term, which I don't think any of us see that, especially with what's going on um, with inflation and interest rates. Yeah, we are not out of the woods for a while. No, I I think this is a long-term thing. And I I think, like I said, right now I put it at probably less than 50%. This is my personal opinion. I don't have inside knowledge or anything like that. So if you're hoping... One of those people that are hoping that he is going to uh, buy tri- Twitter and then, you know, open up free speech and let anybody post what, you know, they want again or do whatever he wants or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm not thinking that that's going to be a high probability as of right now. I could be wrong, but I'm just thinking the more I see what's going on with his stock that that might be happening. Might not be happening. Um, uh, Glenn writes in, uh, I see some schools are handing out awards for the top average students in certain disciplines. Top average seriously 
WTH is that, and is that something to well, be proud of, top now, I, average? I used to win awards for having the top average, but not for being the top amongst the average. Yeah, that. and see, you're going to have to give me some more information. I need more context on this, Glenn. I have not heard about this because I'm thinking the same thing with, with you are, um, you know, it, it, is it seriously award for the everybody who's average, but you're the top average person? Is that? Is that <laughs> I need more context like, on this. Of everyone, what school is doing this? Of everyone who got a C, you had the highest grade. You had the highest C in the class. Yeah. Is that what that means? 79.9. I don't know. Missed it by that much. So, Glenn, you're going to have to give us a, a little bit more context. I would like to know what school is uh, awarding the award for the top average student. Or like Chris says, is it the top average? Because that's, yeah. a, that's like, something I mean, different. In, okay, like in in math class, you have quizzes and tests mm-hmm. and stuff all the time, and they they accumulate you know points or whatever, and you just you can have the top average. Like um, maybe if you average a ninety or a ninety five, mm-hmm. you get an A. You you would be number one in the class, but in, that's still top in, average. In yeah. average, but it doesn't mean you're average, right? So that's that's what I would need more context. I don't know. I hadn't seen that story, but. Uh, if you can give us some more context on that. Patriot writes in. This is something we were talking about a little bit earlier this morning. And this, is it I'll, tell, I'll tell you ahead, uh, ahead that this, this is something that just frustrates the heck out of me, being a uh, news talk show host. It says, I caught your World Economic Foreign Propagandist moment this morning. Some mornings your moments are a little harder to discover, but this morning's was really easy. Drop boxes. Of course you'd promote drop boxes, the easiest way to allow fraud in our elections. Governor Little operates just like Biden. Stay in your basement. Don't campaign or debate. Let the drop boxes vote you in. If you want a fair election, vote election day in person. Drop the boxes. And if you're not a propagandist, promote 2,000 mules. Okay, first of all, we did not promote drop boxes. We gave you a new story and said that there are drop boxes available. And in case you missed it, earlier this morning, we were talking about voting early. If you are voting by mail, you must get those in the mail today to guarantee that they will be delivered. And your vote counts by 8 p.m. Tuesday evening, right? That's all we said. And he said, if you if you don't get your mail in today, you can still drop it off tomorrow or Saturday um, or Monday, if you want, in the drop boxes. We didn't say, oh, everybody should be doing drop boxes. That would be promoting. Giving you information is not promoting. As far as 2,000 mules, um, I put this in my, actually, Nate Shellman posted it in his personal Facebook page, the link if you want to watch 2,000 mules. I had shared it for anybody in my friends list who wants to watch it and shared the same thing so that if if you wanted to watch the movie 2000 Mules you can do that and you can do it through one of two ways if you want that I know of right now I mean you could google it yourself um but if you want to go to Nate Shelman's personal fan page he shared it and I also shared his his uh, post sharing the link to the movie 2000 Mules if you would like to watch it there. all right then got that off my chest <laughs> We're not, we're not World Economic Forum propagandists. I promise you. We're not being paid by, uh, before you come back and say, you're being paid by these people. Oh, if we are, Chris and I have not received a check as of yet, so we'll stop talking about it. Wanted to also talk this morning once again, get your thoughts. Napa School Board, 
has pulled 22 books from district shelves. 22 books that uh, they felt, uh, how, do you, how do you put it, possibly offensive, uh, maybe not something that they felt that children or teenagers should be allowed to read. Some of these books are award-winning books. Some of the titles, these are not obscure titles. Some of these titles you're going to recognize because either you've heard of the book or the book has been made into a movie. Kite Runner, for instance, is one of the books that has been banned. It has won numerous, numerous awards. It was turned into a movie. You've heard of that, right? 13, yeah. 13 Reasons Why, another turned into a, a movie. And 13 Reasons Why, um, in the description for any teen who've had dark thoughts of their own, the aftermath of a decision, and the conclusions of Clay, whose uh, girlfriend... Um, had reached a dark decision to kill herself, readers, readers will realize that inaction can be just as damaging as deliberately inflicting pain. The target audience is 14+. plus. This has been turned into a movie. It's a timely, as suicide is a real problem among teenagers today and other young people, the characters are realistic, the storyline and writing style keeps the readers focused. This book has been turned into a TV movie that was equally well-received. Now, are these being completely taken out of the library? Taken out of the library. They're banned. Not, not, nope. just, uh, not just reserved I, for adults only. I believe they're taking them out of the, uh, the school library, uh, taking them out back, and, and burning them. I'm kidding. I'd, but you might as well burn. I mean, it, Handmaid's Tale. We've, we've heard of that, right? Well, yeah. It's been turned into Ma- a major television, major television yeah. series. Uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. I saw that movie. It, another book, that award-winning book that was turned into a movie. Um, your thoughts, sh- should we be banning books in school? Dina has written in and says, I've seen 2,000 Mules. It's a compilation of video clips and a narrator laughingly misidentifying what's going on in them. That's the thing about uh, watching 2,000 Mules. You can, you, can, you can watch it. I'm not going to say don't watch it. I'm not going to say watch it. If you want to watch it, watch it. Like I said, there's places you can Google it yourself. Nate Shellman shared the post. I shared his post. If you want to find the link to uh, go watch it um, and make your own decisions on it. I'm not going to tell you what to think. Um, Robin writes in, uh, hi, Mike. I agree with you and Chris. Books probably shouldn't be banned. I think a parent should make aware that some books that may be controversial are available to check out. At that point, they can put a restriction on what child can check it out. I don't have a problem in in public school libraries of saying... I don't have a problem with librarians deciding what's age-appropriate. Yeah. I mean, if you want to decide what's age-appropriate, okay, saying, oh, I'm sorry, you can't check this out until next year. You're only seven years old. We're going to wait... But to completely just this take out ages a, a, eight and up, yeah, to take out a book, like I said, if you don't want your child reading that book, don't allow them to read the book. Ban the book from your child. But you trying to decide what I want my child to be able to read—that's uh, what I don't like. That's what I don't like. I mean, I'm I'm not in favor of banning books, period. Um, but and you can make your decisions based on these. The 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 crazy part of this is that. If you didn't bring up these titles and this wasn't being talked about right now, I, I would say 99.99% of kids wouldn't even know these books were in the library. 
But now, now you're going. Well, that's, this that's must probably be a fairly, really good book. I got to go that, read. That this. could be fairly close to the percentage of kids who don't know what a library is. To, that's not that you're not exactly wrong either these days. How many kids are actually going to their library in school and and still checking well, out books? Okay. I don't know. A lot, I did a lot, a lot when are. I was, but I we didn't have internet when I was in high school. <laughs> that's we, true. You know, so I had to go to the library to get that stuff. I also couldn't afford to buy books. So I had to go to the library we because the, it's free. We had the school library, the uh, uh, we had the public library, and we had the bookmobile that came around at least about the book about about yep. twice a week, and they were all within walking distance for me. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Get to your calls and emails coming up. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Nampa School District uh, Board has pulled 22 bucks books from district shelves. Sparking a debate in those schools. Your thoughts, Dustin and Boise. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, guys. How are we doing today? Good. Good. So just a couple of things. Um, first off, full disclosure, I graduated in uh, 2000. I haven't heard of half the books that are on that list. So I don't know if that makes me ignorant or just uninformed. No, I, um, I mean, is, you've, you've heard of, you said you haven't heard of half the books on the list. It, I'm sure at least. Okay, It'll and be, that's not shocking. You've well, heard of some of them, right? That's what's because I saw an advertisement for it on Netflix. <laughs> that's that's what's great about uh, what it's about. That's what's right. great about this country so, is we have freedom of choice, so uh, you can choose any literature you want, and there will undoubtedly right. be lots of stuff you haven't read. That's right. That's right. There is a lot of stuff I haven't read. Um, the other, the second thing was, um, um, I heard you talking about that they were award-winning books, award-winning movies, and some some of them, not all of them. Yes, so some of them. And I would just stress that just because something wins an award does not mean it's not any kind of a qualifier per se. Yeah, that's true. Or I mean, specifically, like just because you say something good doesn't yeah. mean it's good for me, or because I say something is good doesn't mean it's good for you type thing. I so, mean, that, that, that is true. I mean, we've won awards. Right. Well, Easy. I think you guys are great. See, so we're on <laughs> agreement on that one. <laughs> but, like, but that, you know, I, I hear things, oh, you know, somebody recommended something, somebody famous recommended something, and you guys hear it all the time, too, you know. So-and-so said this was a great thing, and then it's not, or, or whatever it may be. So I would just, you know, just throw that caveat out there that just because something has won an award doesn't necessarily mean it's great. And I'm not saying these books are good, great, bad, or indifferent. I, I don't know. But, um, you know, there is the, there's that particular caveat. And then mm -hmm. the other thing is, too, um, I'm, I'm not real big on the whole banning from everybody, irregardless. However, with all the cases that you hear about in the news about how teachers are, I don't know, I guess, for lack of a better term, going behind parents' back and encouraging them to do, I don't know, maybe opposite of their parents' wishes. Like one thing I can think of is boy wanted to be a girl at school and apparently the teacher was all about it at school but the parents knew nothing about it um that that to me i think is maybe if i were to guess is where they're kind of going with this getting rid of the books is you know it's easy to say yeah you can't read this until you're older or whatever vice versa but you can't i mean a parent can't really stop a teacher from doing something you know for their kid 
if the teacher really wants to, and that I think that's been proven yeah. in recent times. However, in this particular instance, you know, if a teacher still wants to push one of these books, it's not just because it's not in the library, still available every place right. else except right. the no, NAMPA, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah, library. I'm, there, there, there's, there's, I'm sure there's a different way to do it. Yeah. So, I just, I just, I guess I'm just not in favor. I mean, I'm going to tell somebody else they can't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I'm not. As long as it doesn't cause me harm to me. Beyond right. banning, I guess I'm not in favor of, and, and I'm saying this as a parent because I've had seven kids who are in public school. I just don't want another parent telling what my kid being in charge of what my kid can and can't right. read when, right. you know, just because you don't want your kids being able to read it. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, Dustin. Thank you, guys. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, you can weigh in. We'll take a break. News coming up here next. More of your phone calls and emails on the way. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on Verizon Wireless. Talking about banning books, burning books. You know, I have a. a just to be fair, I do have a, a different look on this. If a say a, a, a fifth grade teacher was requiring her class to read thirteen reasons why, and just saying, "Hey, this is your requirement this quarter. You must read this book," I would have a problem with that. Mandatory, I just don't think of a fifth grader. And, and 13 Reasons Why was turned into a movie also. Some of you may have saw, seen it. was uh, about uh, uh, a b- boy, young man, teenager's girlfriend who had recorded an audio tape um, before she had ended up killing herself. And it's about this boy traveling, driving around listening to this audio tape. It's about suicide. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think of age appropriate, a fourth or fifth grader should be allowed. But however, some fifth graders may be able to process and be allowed to read it and, but making it mandatory, it probably wouldn't be in favor of that, but I'm against banning it for everybody to read because it, it, it could be something that could spark in a certain amount of conversation with someone. And, and we all know that teen suicide is a big thing and it's been a growing thing for the last few decades. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and guess none of us are in favor of it. This could be a good way to help bring up that conversation if it's age appropriate for somebody and age appropriate is different for everybody. Somebody in fifth grade could be, it could be age appropriate for, and, and somebody in 12th or 12th grade, well, probably in 12th grade year, but, but I mean, you, you know what I mean? That, that certain age levels may not be ready to deal with it yet or talk about it yet, but certain age levels could be. So I, I just feel differently about See, what mandating remember, that it be done, but just to just take it out altogether, just, what, it rubs me the wrong way. What I remember from grade school, at least, and maybe junior high as well, is that uh, the kids who probably couldn't have handled the information in a book like that usually were the ones who didn't bother to read it in the first place. Probably weren't reading a lot, right? And the ones who read a lot tended just from reading a lot to be able to handle better information or more information. Steve in uh, Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. You know, I remember back in junior high, we had pornographic books that showed up. They weren't in the library. The teachers didn't uh, have the access to them. In fact, they stole them if they found them, and then they disposed of them. And, you know, we've just, I think we're on a moral curve that's just 
astounding. I mean, don't kids have enough to learn in school without learning about sexual habits uh, that they shouldn't be able to do until they reach late teens, early 20s? Do they need to be introduced to it in grade school or younger? Do you, you know, think I, that uh, a school library is the only place that kids are learning about sex? Oh, no, no. They learn from each other. And that's that's what I'm have saying. You, have you heard of this they, new invention they, called the Internet? Yes, yes. It's already out there. Why do we need to promote it in school? I mean, the sex education classes were supposed to uh, lower the rate of illegitimate births in this country. Have they? No. They have failed in their in their uh, goal. And so uh, what I'm saying is, don't we have enough to teach so that they can learn to spell, that they can learn to compose a you, sentence? You do realize that, that they, these are not books that are being taught in class, right? Well, I, I do realize that. But they weren't even available in the library when I was a kid. That's what I'm telling you. Do you know what what, what not... uh, pornof- pornography was available probably in your uh I, I don't want to say for sure it was, but it was in our library. We had a very small library, but pornography was available in our library in Nespers High School when I was in school. Well, yeah, they had like Playboy magazines. No, a lot of them no, 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 that wasn't in available there. in Nespers High School. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, we, we got, we start, got National Geographic. National with Geographic. Naked, with true. naked boobies on the cover. Oh, naked yeah, oh, boobies yeah, inside. That I should have been banned. It's pornography. But they did it in a natural sort of setting because that is natural in foreign countries. You know, and, and in a civilized society and not a third world country, we have clothes, we dress, we do things a little different. And, you know, I guess that's my point. Are we regressing in our, in our uh, civilization or are we just going downhill? I don't know. It, it kind of bothers me that this is even a topic on the radio, but you know it is. So I want to I, I want to get to, because I, I may be a little confused about how you feel. So you're perfect. You are okay that uh, in this particular instance, we'll be specific that Napa banned these 22 books and took them out of the school. You know, I think they should keep the books, and and I think they should have them filtered. So that young kids who, you know, there's always somebody going to dare somebody to do something. That's the way kids are in school. Okay, now I want to be specific, Um, Steve, sorry to interrupt you, but I want to, when you say filtered, when you say filtered, are you saying, um, by filtering, saying the certain age can't read it? Are you talking about going through and redacting items from the book that you don't think people should see? No, I I think some of those photos are too explicit to be in in a public library. They are per, considered pornographic, and I just I think that stuff really doesn't belong in public education or in the public. I mean, it's out there; you can get it, but I don't think it needs to be sanctioned by society. All right, it's out there; you can get it. You don't need to have it flaunted in your face, and that's the problem with this whole sexual revolution we're going through in this country. I don't care what they do in the bedroom. I don't care what they do on their own. Just keep it out of my face, out of the television, out of the legislature. Uh, <laughs> that, that stuff. Go ahead. Do your thing. Be free. But don't put your freedom in my face uh, if it's not appropriate. And a lot of the stuff that goes on today is not appropriate. All right. Thank we, you. for. We, we should have standards and morals. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, we, we do, but everybody has different standards and exactly. different morals. I, I was just going to say that. It's like, I, I'm all for standards and morals, but I don't think your standards and morals should be inflicted upon me. Mm-hmm. I should be able to choose what my standards and morals are, not you. The other I, thing I, I would say, and a point he made also just real quickly, um, if if you're going, there is not one kid, I don't care, teenager or whatever, if they are wanting to find out about sex or porn, they're not going to their school library to look it up. It's just not happening in this day and age because of how readily available it is everywhere else. Mm, I suppose so, yeah. I don't remember when I was in school, I don't remember any pornography ending up in school in any way, but it wasn't an issue. Nobody missed it. Did you guys have National Geographic? Because there are, I mean, people that believe, I don't believe, by the way, I was joking and being sarcastic when I yeah. said we had porn, uh, you know, pornography in our school in Esperance High School. I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that National Geographic is pornography. But there are some people, and this is what we talk about, instilling your morals or, or what other and other people, some people who did believe, hey, you're showing a naked breast. That is pornography. It does not belong in our schools. However, and uh, television even adapted this in the 70s when Roots came out. Uh, before that, they hadn't dealt with it. Uh, but bare breasts were fine, as it turned out, in the magazine, on television, if they were brown or black, but not if they were white. Hmm. And that was it. Like, you couldn't go to Sweden. Uh, let's say that National Geographic went to Sweden and took pictures of a nude beach. Well, those would not end up in National Geographic, but uh, other kinds of, of naked people might. Interesting. Sheldon writes in, uh, Mike and Chris at KBY.com, after hearing about the Napa School District ban, I took my kids to a local bookstore last night. I was pleased to see several of the banned titles put on front display at the bookstore. As a junior high student, I remember learning about the controversy with Catcher in the Rye being banned by several school districts. After I read it, my initial thought was, this was banned? It was a great book, great story, and the themes are relatively tame. It saddens me that banning books is now a current event instead of part of our history. There we go. I remember reading that book and thinking to myself, wow, that kid didn't try very hard in school, did he? (laughs) Um, email in no name on this one says, uh, please inform your listeners that, uh, said, uh, this is some from a call earlier today, uh, or an email rather, if it was about babies, everything would be free. Those of us who believe in life do not believe in free. Nothing is free. We are not Democrats or liberals pushing false narratives, but we do believe in donations. An example, there's a clinic in downtown that does everything your listener requested. Lactation consultants, diapers, formula, counseling, prenatal, postnatal help, all done for free because of donations. Free handouts never work. Help with accountability is much better. I think the person who originally wrote that, though, was envisioning that you could go pretty much anywhere, no matter what community you lived in. And, uh, you know, get these services. All for free. And not necessarily just have to go to one place that happens to exist in in the biggest city in the state. Um, Text message in 208-336-3700. I was listening on uh, 93.1 on the drive between Meridian and Emmett um, earlier this week, but I wanted to weigh in on removing all restrictions on Idaho's new abortion trigger trigger law. I am pro-life. Abortion is not for me personally. However, I think that Idaho is wrong to make abortions illegal. Women should have the right to choose, especially if it's the result of rape, incest, or if it saves the mother's life. 
In the case of incest, why should a young child be forced to give birth to a sibling? I think that's a legitimate question, and and if you're wondering what we're talking about, this was earlier this week when uh, Lieutenant Governor McGeehan had uh, told the governor that he needed to call a special session of the legislature to get rid of the uh, three carve-outs in the uh, trigger law that will go into effect 30 days after Roe versus Wade is overturned, if it is overturned, as expected. And there are a lot of people who just simply, they they don't like the uh, idea of having a child that was a result of a rape. In other words, I didn't get to choose with whom to, you know, breed. That was thrust upon you. <laughs> Illegally so. It was a it was a it was a, a crime. So I don't know. They they you know it just it, it they would prefer that that not be part of the repertoire. Yeah. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break. We've got one more segment on the way. Um, if you want to weigh in on the uh, book manning, you uh, final chance that you'll be able to do that with us this morning. Of course, unless you want to do it. Part of Open Phones Friday tomorrow again. Uh, reminder that tomorrow is Friday. We will be broadcasting live, having breakfast with you again. We'll be at Bob's Restaurant and Lounge. That is uh, just off the freeway in Nampa next to the Shiloh Inn. You're invited to join us for breakfast tomorrow, 6 until 10. And, of course, we'll have some uh, free giveaways for you. Only those people who show up and have breakfast with us will have a chance to get David Spade tickets and Jackson Country Stomp tickets. That'll be happening tomorrow morning. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.51, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in, being a part of the show. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless can email Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. Uh, text message in writes, can you, Mike, please tell us what happens to the money people lose in the stock market? When someone loses, loses it, does that mean someone else gets it? Sorry, I've always wanted to know this. Thanks. Really enjoy your guys' show. The, here, here's the thing. When, when we, I'm guessing you are hearing us talking about Elon Musk losing billions of dollars. You're only losing money if you actually sell your stocks. You're not losing money just because you have. So, so say I have a 401k right now and say it was worth a hundred thousand dollars at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and the stock market is down, say, we'll just say 20% just because it's easy numbers. That doesn't mean that I have in my pocket 80,000, uh, 20,000 less dollars and now I only have $80,000. The only reason that that would be that way is if I sold all my stocks at the current price, then I have locked in my losses. Then you have lost. And it's the same thing on the other side, too. When somebody mm-hmm. says, oh, my, the stock market through, uh, yeah. after it dropped uh, precipitously uh, at the beginning of COVID, recovered all that back plus another 10 to 15% more on top of it. That doesn't mean you made that much money. You're not pocketing any money. The only way you made that much money is if you sold it, all your stocks at that price. Then you've locked in your gains and you have the actual cash. That That's what that means. Nobody is actually um, getting or losing money. You just are losing the valuation of what that money was worth on paper. That's it. Just on paper. And like I said. Well, yeah, only- and we, we said that Elon Musk lost, what, something like $48 billion 
in one fell swoop, but it did not prevent him from being able to buy everything in the world. <laughs> he, he he does have about 240 well, he doesn't anymore. It was $240 billion. He's probably under $200 billion as of right Jeez. now. I don't know how he's going to live. <laughs> I feel but... sorry. He's got a family to feed after all. <laughs> don't wait. He doesn't have a family to feed. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to live. How is he going to afford to buy a Tesla? That was the that was the joke. Latrell Sprewell, you remember the NBA player? Uh, he was trying to negotiate uh, uh, a new deal to go from $5 million to $8 million a year. And he says, I've got a family to feed. Yeah, you kind of lose. You kind of sure, lose support. I'm not sure he really saw like the, uh, the 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 irony in all of that. Uh, Crow from Nampa writes in uh, text message at two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Said this is a public service announcement. I've done extensive background research on all the possible candidates for governor uh, in the race this year. I've also listened to all the different attack ads on all the radio and watched all of them on all the TV shows. I've come to the conclusion that the only possible candidate to vote for is. Holding my groin. <laughs> Not to be confused with Holden uh, Caulfield, uh, who we talked about earlier. Crow, you're a dork. Let's see. Denny in Nampa says, I find it interesting that all the books you've ever read consist of the various arrangements of 26 letters. Uh, and if you don't count Jim, James <gasps> Joyce, they all have punctuation, too. You know what? He may be on to something. May be on something. He may be on to... Why don't we ban letters? Just certain letters of the alphabet. Let me see. You you can't have sex if you have if you ban the letter S we e almost, and X. We almost did ban letters by you know creating email. <laughs> kind of true. I always make that joke when somebody says they work at the post office. I say, oh, a man of letters, and they never know what I'm talking about. It is interesting that I mean this was discussed in the Idaho legislature this year. In case you forgot about it, um, a bill six six six. By the way, that's the real number of the bill, Mm -hmm. uh, would have fined librarians $1,000 or sent them to jail for allowing minors to check out harmful materials. Um, Luckily, it was voted down, but these type of books right there, somebody would decide these are harmful materials, we're going to fine you $1,000. Bruce Scogg of Nampa, I would rather my six-year-old grandson start smoking cigarettes tomorrow than get a view of this stuff one time in a public library. Sounds like Scogg. Just wow. Uh, that's all the time we have for uh, today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Don't forget, you're invited to join us tomorrow. We're going to be in Nampa, Bob's Restaurant and Lounge, Hometown Breakfast, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Gets underway at 6.